Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be aligning your head and your heart. Well, I've got an email success story from a guy who, like probably 90% of the people that come to me, first found out about my work after he was trying to save a relationship after he had a breakup. And so he, what he realized after he started going through my work is that he got the gifts, the skills, the tools, and the talents to attract somebody better and improve his life. And what he realized was after all of this that he didn't want his ex-girlfriend back because things were so much better. He recently got together with an NFL cheerleader who was somebody he thought was just totally out of his league. And what's great is he's made a lot, he's had a lot of aha moments, if you will. He made a radical paradigm shift at how he views himself, success, life, and obviously his interactions with women. And he wanted to share this as an inspiration for the guys that may be suffering or hoping they're going to get their ex back or maybe something that went sideways will turn around. It's a completely different mindset shift. And as Wayne Dyer used to say, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And this is a great email that illustrates that. So I got a, a great quote that I wrote. Well, I think it's great anyways. Hopefully you like it. And then uh, we'll go into his email. And the quote says, trusting your curiosity, heart, and intuition is not something that is traditionally embraced or encouraged in the West. We are constantly told that we need to be realistic and practical. The reality is that we will invest the most time, energy, and effort into people and projects that we love. Reaching your full potential is not possible if you are constantly focused on trying to please others and live your life according to the unreasonable expectations of others. Ignoring your heart and intuition and doing what others expect leads to a life of mediocrity and sets you up for enormous setbacks. Why? If you're constantly settling for less than your heart's desire, you'll never make the effort that is required to have a spectacular personal and professional life. Consistently settling and living a life that is less than what you are capable of living eventually breaks your spirit and causes you to lose hope. Once you lose hope, you'll drive yourself into an early grave. That's a sad truth sad sad reality just look around you how many people are really happy how many people do you know especially people that have maybe been married for a long period of time or in a long-term relationship still look like they did years 10 15 20 years ago it's like the average person they get into a relationship most people tend to settle down with the first somewhat good person that they're with because they give up just like i talked about in my book how to be a three percent man my journey, my experience, I started doing the same thing that most people did. Now, why did I do that? Because everybody around me was doing the same thing and telling me I needed to be like them. Now, when I see all my high school buddies and they're all overweight and they don't look very happy, what they say to me, dude, you look the same, man. It's interesting. There was a study I was just reading about the other day because the myth has always been, hey, if you've been married with the same person your whole life, you're going to be happier and healthier. But what they've discovered in recent studies is that people that maybe like myself have been a serial monogamous or that are single tend to be in better shape, tend to be take better care of themselves. It's like everybody that I know that I went to high school with, 
that still married weren't the same person. I don't know any of them that are in good shape or take care of themselves that are very happy. It's like most people, they're just trying to get through life and hoping that they can give their kids an opportunity to maybe start out a little better off than they were. And it's just, it's sad. It's sad to see that in people's eyes that you grew up with together and that you love dearly. And it's just life has beat them down and they've just kind of given up. They got one foot in the grave already and they're just trying to help their kids get to adulthood and they can cash their chips in and take a dirt nap. And that sucks. Life is meant, the purpose of life is to enjoy it. How many people do you know who are really enjoying their lives and are really excited no matter what they're doing? Coach Corey Wayne, what can I say? I stumbled upon your work on YouTube after a breakup like most people do. Even though I broke up with her for various reasons, including I was sad, hurt, and lonely, and debated on trying to get her back. To my surprise, she seemed to be over it, and I was very frustrated and distant. This is where the unexpected blessing of your work came into play. After coming across your work, I really thought long and hard about my life's purpose and began to see all the faults that were in my past relationship that my family and friends were trying to point out. If you really want to live and you want to reach your full potential, you've got to have an emotionally compelling reason why you get up every day, day in and day out. Something that's exciting, something that's fun, something to look forward to. If you're just trying to punch a time clock and get through the week, you're never going to... What's the motivation to go to the gym or to eat right or to take care of yourself? If everything in your life is mediocre or some things are great, but the majority of other things are mediocre, I mean, that takes its toll on you emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically. We become what we think about all day long. I can't remember who said that. I don't know if it's Confucius or Socrates or somebody like that. My head was going one way and my heart was going the other. I was trying to get, get her back simply because I was lonely and hadn't found anyone else. I knew so many guys in my 20s. I had one guy that I knew and he was screwing around and hooking up with different girls. And he had this one girl that he'd come home shit-faced. 2, 3 in the morning. If he hadn't found anybody else, he'd call her. She'd come over. He was just a total dick to her. He'd kick her out of bed the next day, tell her to leave. He wanted to, to be alone that night. Well, after three or four years of that, he eventually married this girl. And now they're both obese. Their kids are obese. And he looks like fucking hell now. I had several people I, I grew up with that were like that. It's just sad. People just give up. Well, I guess this is as good as it's going to get. Because they don't really invest in any new knowledge. And that's the beauty of what's in my book is they can give you the knowledge to give you choices to make things better. Because when you know you have choices and you don't have to tolerate things being mediocre or as they are, that gives you power. And it gives you the power of choice and the power of options. And therefore, if you have negative people in your life, whether it's your friendships or maybe the people that you work with, or maybe somebody that you're involved with in a romantic relationship. When you know you deserve better and you can have better, it gives you the confidence to walk away and say, it's just it's not a matter of hope, it's simply a matter of time. By focusing on myself and getting better, as you get better and you get, become more successful and you become happier, the quality of the people that you spend your time with and your life with and that you attract in your life get better.
Again, we become like the five people we spend most of our time with. Choose wisely. After reading her book several times, I realized that I allowed her to treat me that way. No one will ever do or say anything to you that you don't invite them to do. After a couple of months of working on myself, I have emerged better than I ever thought. I realized my self-worth and began dating casually, implementing the things you talk about in your book. I used my first couple of dates as practice and was shocked at how well my dates were going. I'm not shocked. But good for you, dude. It's your birthright. It, it's exciting when you realize, I, got, I don't have to settle. I don't have to just get married because everybody's telling me I need to do it. I can live my life. I don't have to stay in a shitty fucking job just because everybody's telling me I have to be realistic. I can go and find something better. And once I line up a new job, then I can put in my two weeks notice. Or you can start a business on this side and become an entrepreneur. And once it becomes big enough and successful enough, then you can unplug from the corporate world and live on the beach like I do. Success is being able to spend your life in your own way. I mean, it's fucking beautiful out there. I also realized I had a lot of options out there. Plenty of fish in the sea. And well, there are seven and a half billion people on the planet and half of them are women. Your odds are pretty good that eventually you're going to meet somebody. Because my confidence and self-worth was up and I was happy with myself, all of these girls wanted second and third dates, some even trying to get serious right away. Just think about it. How many people are really happy in life? And so, when, especially when women encounter a guy that's happy and they, they love their lives, you're different. You're like a beacon of light compared to the rest of the people that are just sleepwalking through life. Keeping in line with your work, I have made sure not to go on follow-up dates if I don't think it's going anywhere. Hence, learning to trust what you feel internally. Sometimes you'll, t you'll meet a girl, she'll be really pretty, and you'll, you'll like her, you'll get her number, and then you never call her. Why? After you thought about it for a day or two, you're like, I don't really feel like we clicked that much. Why go out on a date? Now, when you're young, you don't have a lot of experience with, like that or with those kinds of situations. Or maybe you've been with the same woman your whole life, and now you're single again. you got to date around to see what's out there. You know, it's like test driving cars. you got to drive and test drive a few of them before you decide to buy one. Or maybe you just lease one for a while. In the old days, if a girl was hot, <clears throat> I would keep going on dates even if her personality was negative. I found this lead I found this led me to being more unhappy. Yeah, cuz again, you're still settling. She might look great on the outside, but you don't like spending time with her. Maybe you can't stand the sound of her voice. Or maybe you don't like maybe you don't share the same political beliefs. Or maybe you don't have the same goals or the same values. If you're a high achiever, you're not going to want to be hanging out with a woman who's mediocre. That's just reality. I'm keeping a clear vision of what I want, and while I'm open to dating, I am not going to be serious with someone unless I'm completely happy with her. There you go. Now you're thinking. Your work is so much bigger than picking up girls. If someone really understands your work, they will realize that picking up girls is a byproduct of your work. I could go on and on about all the positive ways your work has impacted my life the last few months, but I'm sure you get plenty of those emails. I always love a great success story. 
Oh, and when my ex did call, she was very surprised and caught off guard when I told her, life is great, I've been working out, eating healthy, and going out in the evenings. I bet that felt good to tell her that, didn't it? I kept it positive and happy and then told her I had things to do, and I'll talk to her later. I will speak to you later. She was fully expecting me to act negative and ask her to hang out or meet up. She no longer qualified. She doesn't make the cut anymore. Again, if you're in a scarcity mindset, you're like, oh, thank God you finally called. But when you got choices and you got options, you're like, if I really want to go heat up leftovers, I know how that movie ends. Why do I want to watch it again? Why don't I watch something new? I did neither. She ended up asking me to hang out, and we did meet up. I practiced what you taught and kept it friendly, casual, and not serious. She asked to hang out again, and I did. It also went well, but now that I have clarity, I picked up on her negativity and her complainer attitude, something I overlooked before. Yeah, if you don't feel like you got choices, you're like, well, nobody's perfect. I guess that's as good as it's going to get. I mean, that's the statement that keeps people in a shitty job or keeps people spending time with shitty friends or keeps them in a shitty relationship. It's reality. I realize after everything, she is the one that needs to change her perspective on life. Her negativity, jealousy, and unhappiness was killing my mood and life outlook when I was dating her. Yeah, because as you grow spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically, you vibrate at a higher level. You become a higher energy, higher vibrational person. And you're just not going to jive with somebody that's in that low energy, low vibe. Because it has a negative effect on you. If you spend your time around negative people that are on the same wavelength as you, they will bring you down if you spend enough time with them. That's why the idea is you want to hang out with people that are better than you. People that are more successful than you. People that are happier. Because it rubs off on you. They bring you up to their level. I went from wondering if I should try and get her back to realizing a much bigger truth. I should never allow myself to settle or be mistreated. Bingo. I will never close the door completely on anyone. You never know. She may have an eye-opening moment and change like I did, but until that day, I am not putting myself in that situation again. It's not your job to fix the other person. If they're not open to it, if they're not willing to do the work, then it's not your fault. Find somebody that's a little further on the journey. Remember, like attracts like. People who like the same things tend to like each other. I go on and on about your work the last few months of my life, including even hooking up with an NFL cheerleader who I used to think was out of my league. That should be a commonplace thing, dude. That should be your standard. Raise your standards and your values and the quality of the people and the quality of your life will get better. Your work has affected my dating life, working life, and my family life in such a positive way. Your message of self-reliance and self-empowerment is one that our world could truly use right now. Don't I know it, dude. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. When payday comes around next, I decided to give a donation. It's not much, but it's what I can afford right now. I always appreciate donations. And if you're so inclined, you want to show your appreciation, you can go to my website and click the donate tab at the bottom of your screen on any page and donate whatever you feel it's worth. One-time donation or you can do 
a small monthly donation. It's always appreciated. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen, and book whatever coaching option works for you. And if you haven't read the book yet, you can subscribe to my email newsletter, and you can read it for free. Got nothing to lose and everything to gain. And I will talk to you soon. <laughs>